Today's topic is confidence in business, um, and I've prepared a few questions for you. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here and taking your time to reply to all these questions. Um, so you're from the UK, I believe. I am, um, yes. All right. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So um, I'm currently living in North Wales. Uh, originally, I'm from Jersey, which is not in the States, is a tiny little island off the coast of France. I recently moved here just before we went into another lockdown here in the UK. Um, and I've been coaching since January of 2020. Uh, so I all started right. my business thinking 2020 is going to be the best year. I'm going to do all these amazing things. And then obviously <laughs> lockdown happened and COVID took a big hit. Um, but before that, I was a virtual assistant. So I worked with a lot of people with their social media. I did a lot of content writing, blogging, things like that. Um, before that, I was a script writer, so writing and, and content and creation have always been a massive passion of mine, um, and that's kind of, yeah, how I got into business coaching. <laughs> All right, awesome. So, yeah, I can see you already had quite a quite some experience in, in content creation, and then you just decided to, to start your own business. Maybe not the best year, but we'll get to that later. You'll tell us more about your personal experience. Um, so I have to admit, I stalked you a little bit. <laughs> and I saw that you have traveled a lot. Um, and it looks like you kind of took a, a sort of gap year. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you why you decided to do this. Uh, and what have you learned from this experience? Okay, so it wasn't a gap year. I kind of, um, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. So I came straight out of school. I didn't, um, I went into college um, and from college I didn't go on to university. And so I came out of school and I did nothing for a year. I was like, I'm going to have a year where I don't do anything. And I didn't. And I got very, very low. Um, I was a little bit depressed and mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with myself. I managed to land a job in corporate. I was working with my mom at the time, so she'd been working there for as long as I can remember. And I kind of slowly worked my way up the ladder there. And so I was, this was the life that I wanted. I looked up to my mom. I wanted to be like her and wear the fancy clothes and look great and go into work every day. And I finally got there and realized I was so unhappy and my life uh -huh. was rubbish. So I quit. They just gave me a huge promotion and a pay rise, and I handed in my notice. And I was like, "No." All right. I'm did that have? Did that have any that lifestyle? Any like bad um, effects on you on your health? Yeah. Uh, the way you view yourself, your self esteem. Yeah, for sure. So I was addicted to the gym. I was mm. obsessed with everything that I ate because I wanted to look good and and be that like. That typical girl that you see in the movies going into work, I was like, I wanted that. And I finally got there and I was, I had really bad eating habits. I wasn't sleeping very well. I was going to the gym two or three times a day, but I was really unhappy. Wow. I was drinking on the weekends. And so my life kind of spiraled a little bit out of control. And that's when I had kind of like an epiphany of what are you doing mm -hmm. with your life? So I quit. I quit everything. I packed up my bags and I moved to South Africa at the time. Wow. So, um, yeah, I moved to South Africa. I worked as a volunteer for just under a year. And I worked with monkeys um, native to South Africa. That's actually where I met my boyfriend. Uh, we met in South Africa. 
And then from there, obviously, the money ran out. I came home and I went back into the corporate world. I went back to my old job to save money to maybe mm. potentially go and do something else. And I did. And I that's how I started traveling because I love travel so much, but I couldn't afford to do it all the time. And so I was coming home and I was working different jobs and then I was going away and coming back and just repeating that cycle. When I eventually realized I'm happy when I'm traveling, but I'm not happy when I'm having yes. to come back. So I was like, it's oh, like what we say about people who live for the weekend or you live for yes. your trip, the next trip. But yeah, your everyday life is just not fulfilling. Exactly. I was like, I was loving life for six months to a year when I was traveling and I was coming home and being miserable for like another six months to save up the money. So that's when I decided I need to do something online. I need to do something remote. And that's actually how I came into the freelancing and um, the virtual assisting side of things. So mm -hmm. travel actually, in a way, saved me. It taught me so much from um, out the outside world. Like where I'm from is very sheltered and very bubble, like bubble world. And everybody kind of, like you said, lives for the weekend and does the same thing over and over and over again. And I was like, that's not life. And so, uh -huh. yeah, I came back with a, an open mind, a very optimistic um, look on life. And I think that's potentially why I am where I am today. Had I not taken right. that leap, um, I'd probably still be working in corporate and being really miserable and happy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made that decision. Um, you are a business and confidence coach. Mm -hmm. Or would you say you coach, how can I say that, for confidence in business or you can do both separately? It's tailored towards business. It's to help people All right. have the confidence to show up and, and go after their dreams, basically. All right. And what pushed you to do that job precisely? Because you already had experience with content creation, social media, the virtual world. Uh, yes. But why specifically confidence and business okay so it came from a personal thing of mine where when I was a virtual assistant and I was working for other people I wasn't really the face of my business I was kind of behind the scenes doing other bits of work for other people mm -hmm. and so I guess you could say I was hiding and I realized I didn't want to be doing that anymore I wanted to be the face of my own business and so I started out in content coaching but I was so scared to get on lives to get on video, to get in stories, to post my face. It just felt very overwhelming, which was funny mm -hmm. because when I was traveling, I would do vlogs and I would talk to the camera and I would take people along. But as soon as it came down to me, like sharing my expertise and my knowledge, mm -hmm. I would freeze up. And yeah. so it was kind of like a whole journey for me to go from this kind of scared, non-confident person, because I was always a very confident person personally, But when it came down to this, I just felt very kind of closed off and I wasn't sure of what I was doing. So that's mm -hmm. kind of why. So I originally used to um, coach with social media and content. And then I kind of pivoted into the more business side as I grew and I learned um, and the confidence side, because I find that so many people struggle with it. So many people tell yeah. me that confidence is the number one thing that holds them back. And so I mm -hmm. want to be the person there supporting them to say it's okay to mess up and be um, imperf uh, not perfect at doing things because yes. that's, that's yes. the root cause of it. It's not that you're not confident, it's that you're mm -hmm. afraid of messing up or doing something wrong. Yeah, and afraid of being visible and, and being judged. Yeah, totally. 
And it's that typical, it goes back to that typical imposter syndrome of, you know, you explained it so well, how you were completely ready to post pictures of your vacation, but not <laughs> of, of your work, you know, and not feeling worthy and as if your, your tips, your advice uh, wouldn't be worthy. And I think, yeah, this is something that definitely affects women even more. And is, can I ask you your age? Yes, I'm 27. Exactly. So, you know, you're like, you're really young and I think, and, and I'm 28, so I can relate, you know, and, and yeah, I think in our twenties, we're still trying to figure out what we want to do. And, and it's even harder to, you know, take that step yeah, and that leap of faith and just go for it and believe in yourself. So, so that's, it's beautiful. I, I am happy there's people <laughs> around like you who help others, you know, to do that. <laughs> Um, all right. So how has your life changed from that moment when you decided to be an entrepreneur? What would you tell the women who are still holding themselves back from doing their own, like creating their own business and really sharing their gifts with the world? Yeah, I would say, um, I, I'd say this to my clients. I'm like, there's no magic strategy or mantra that I can give you to take action. I just want you mm -hmm. to try I want you to go out and do what you enjoy. And I think that's just been something that's instilled in me. I've always been, like I said, that optimistic, open-minded person where giving it a go is not going to hurt anyone. And I say it mm -hmm. to my friends and I say it to my family whether it's not business related, but they say something like, oh, I wish I could do something like this. And I'm like, well, you can. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why can't you do it? And I guess as well, that's what got me into coaching because I found myself coaching my friends and my family when they were telling me their problems and I was trying to dig deeper into the actual problem that they were facing. Is that not a problem for you sometimes? Like my friends, family or my boyfriend, they just go crazy. Like, stop being the coach. Because you, know? yeah. <laughs> you start mixing it with, you know, like your your family, your friends. Um yeah. But you're just trying to help, so I guess if it's uh, coming from good intentions, it's okay. Yeah, so I would just tell them to go for it and mm -hmm. get ready to work on themselves versus working on the business. I think that's where a lot of people trip up and where I certainly tripped up myself and then I had to go and get help from a mindset coach and a personal development coach where mm -hmm. I was spending all of my time trying to fix the little things of the business that I forgot to continue working on myself and then I kind of hit um, a burnout scenario where I was doing so much and then I kind of fell apart and then it, I started questioning myself and my imposter syndrome came in and so yeah give it a go like in the beginning you need that excitement just for you to take action but then get ready mm -hmm. to really do that inner work with yourself um and always be your biggest cheerleader like when nobody is watching and nobody is liking or commenting like you have to be there continuously cheering yourself on for it to actually work for you yeah that's such a good piece of advice do you have tools you could share to do that um, I don't right now. Um, I am actually coming out with some free kind of online trainings and workshops that would okay. help with this. Um, but for now, I guess it sounds funny. And for somebody that grew up with routine, decided that she hated it, went traveling, mm -hmm. had no routine and loved it. 
when I came back into like this kind of world and I, I needed business um, to have some sort of routine, I found it really hard. But I would definitely say that creating those habits and those routines for yourself so that when you get to a stage where you are at that next level or you are making a bigger impact and reaching more people, you're not scattered. Um, and so having those routines for yourself versus somebody else is really, really important, having those boundaries. For example, I don't do anything before 11 a.m. for my business. I don't even read mm -hmm. notifications. I don't look at Instagram. I get up, I have my coffee, I walk my dog, I watch Netflix. Like that is my, it's a very unconventional morning routine. <laughs> I need in order yeah. to get the work done later in the day. And so it's about finding that balance and making it personalized to you. A lot of the time people are like, I need totally. to get up at six o'clock in the morning and journal and work out. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if, if you do that too, but I always change my morning routine. I will always have that special moment for me in the morning, but it can vary depending on how I feel in the day, you know, like, yeah. so one day I might have a lot of energy and wake up super motivated and yeah, I'm going to work out, you know, and another day, like you said, you know, you just want to watch Netflix. Okay. I'm just going to read a bit or just lie there, and, you yeah. know, like look at the sky and just be grateful. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's definitely really important to give yourself that time um and and find a way that it suits you mm -hmm. um and also then yeah being good with managing your your time in general and uh and just not reaching that burnout like yeah really being able to to have a, a good schedule that works for you so that you you don't work too much or waste time by just being disorganized. Um, and so that you, I don't know, I feel like, so your focus is more targeted as well. Yeah. And you know exactly what you're doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so three, can I ask you for three words to describe um, how your clients are after being coached by you? Okay. I would definitely say they feel a lot more, they have a lot more clarity. I'm all about simple processes, simple systems, and like mm -hmm. not overcomplicating things. Um, and like I just jumped off a client call before this and we mapped out her onboarding system and it was like, oh my God, why didn't I think of this? And it was like, sometimes you just need that added guidance from an, an external mm -hmm. source to say, okay, what do we want to happen? this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to execute it. And so I would definitely say, yeah, more clarity, less overwhelm. Um, and almost like an aha moment. Um, I get this a lot with my clients, especially like on one of the first calls that we do where we usually map out um, a lot of their content so that we can then build from that. And they always say to me like, wow, this is, I never would have thought of doing like planning content this way. And they're like, it's so simple and so easy and, why didn't I think of that? And it's like, I know, mm -hmm. sometimes you just need that added support from somebody just to help you through. So, yeah, it's definitely all to do with um, feeling less overwhelmed. And it comes in the mm -hmm. sense of, like, the business, the content, social media, and the confidence as well. Sometimes we overcomplicate how to show up online, how to sell our offer, yeah. how to be confident. And I always say that everyone is confident. There is confidence in everyone. But the problem is we tell ourselves we aren't confident, but actually it's other underlying issues that are preventing us, whether it's fear, 
um, judgment, things like that, lack of knowledge, wanting to know it all, perfectionism. So I always like to get to the root cause of it. Like, although I do teach confidence, it's always something else that helps bring the confidence out. Yeah, definitely. I always say progress over perfection because if you just wait and wait until you feel ready and it's completely perfect and you have the best message to share, you're just not going to do anything. And it's a shame because a, a nice way I like to think about it is that because of your fear and because you're holding back, you're not allowing other people to learn from you or, you know, um, take advantage from your gifts or your knowledge or your expertise, you know? So yeah. once you start thinking of it that way, it's more like, okay, like I have a purpose, I need to fulfill it and and you just go for it. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with the uh, aspect of clarity. Um, as a life coach myself, it's definitely the first thing I work on with my clients as well as just getting clear, first of all, what do you want, you know, and, yeah. and who are you, what are your values, what are you sharing here, what is your purpose? And once you have that clear, then everything kind of follows through and it's it's way easier um, yeah. to, to just define action steps accordingly. Mm-hmm. And as you said, more than the clarity of the organization itself, uh, of the practicality of it is, is also the clarity in your mind. Yeah. Um, that is just so relieving. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh it's just, it feels so good, you know, to be like, okay, this is it. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about these fears and, and that lack of clarity and all of that were these things that you struggled um yourself with or or for example what were really like your three biggest limiting beliefs when starting your business yeah oh my god yeah so i definitely experienced this and i think if you don't experience it in your first like six to 12 months you're a lucky one because a lot of us feel <laughs> or a psychopath <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i think my biggest limiting belief was that i couldn't do it um, obviously I was like a failing freelance scriptwriter, and then I was an unhappy overworked, um, uh, VA and social media, um, manager. And then, uh, before, way before that and how I actually got into writing was I was a travel blogger and that's why I was traveling all the time. And I, I had a whole blog on it and it wasn't bringing in a lot of revenue. And it was like, I feel like I've tried everything. I knew Mm -hmm. I went for the online space and I I knew that this is my calling and where I'm supposed to be. But then it got to a point where I was like, what else am I going to try and not work? So, yeah, definitely the the limiting belief there was that maybe I'm just not the right person for this and I can't do Mm -hmm. it. And it was like I've tried everything and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously coming from a background of being a VA and working with social media and content creation, it was like, I know what I need to do, but then my lack of confidence was stopping me from showing up, taking action, writing the post that maybe was a little bit controversial or unpopular opinion. Um, so yeah, I definitely had that turning point where I was like, do you know what? People are going to like you and people aren't going to like you. And you just need to let that happen organically. Mm-hmm. You can't be a people pleaser. You can't make everybody happy. Yeah. You've just got to be yourself. And so those were definitely the two biggest ones for me of I can't do this and I'll never be able to do it because I'm too scared to take action on it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, once you start not caring so much about what other people might think, you know, that's when you actually attract the people that match you. <laughs> so it's way better to be authentic and just be yourself because that's that's the people that are gonna need your help and and definitely get the most out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Uh, but you know what? I think it's a it's a great message to hear you like where you are now and hearing from your experience and having these beliefs. If anyone here is listening and is going through that right now, you know, <laughs> and and hearing that you're not alone, that this happens to everyone starting their business, is just it feels so yeah. Again, it's such a relief again, and and it gives hope, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think you can be a role model for a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how did you find the self-confidence to follow your purpose once, like, you, you just explained those fears you had? Uh, what, what changed your mindset here? You mentioned you had a coach, a mindset coach. Maybe that helped. Yeah. So um, at the beginning of 2020, um, before I even knew I was still doing, like, content writing and bits of work here and there, And I went back part-time to my day job while I was trying to build this business. And I hired a coach. I had no idea what my business was going to be, but I knew that she was going to help me do it. So I hired her for the entire year. So for the whole of 2020, I had a coach. Um, And the reason I chose her, I don't know if she's still watching because she just popped on before. But I remember looking at her Instagram and the way that she presents herself. And she's so high vibe and full of energy. And I just said, I was like, I want to be her. I want to be that woman. I want to be exactly like her, doing her thing every day, loving life, living life on her terms. And so it was that that was kind of like a changing point for me. It obviously took a few months before I actually had that inner confidence to show up in that way. And I'm the type of person that goes all in with something. When I set my mind to it, I'll do it. It might take me a while to eventually like get into the freezing cold swimming pool. But if I've set my mind on doing it, I will do it. Um, And then once I started, I just couldn't stop. So we kind of just set out a plan. And I was like, like I said, I'm that person that's like, just do it. Get it done. It's going to be scary. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I did is I actually threw myself in at the deep end. And so my biggest fear was showing up live on video. And so my coach was like, go live on Instagram, like, I had a Facebook group that I wasn't going live in. She was like, maybe try just this. face your fear. Just yeah, just do it. And I just couldn't do it. And so somebody else reached out to me and said, I would really like to feature you in my Facebook group. We're doing like a an expert week where you give advice throughout the week and then you go live on the Friday. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I'd love to take part. So it came to the Monday. Um, I was getting really nervous and I thought, you know what? I'm not just going to put content out there all week and go live on Friday. I'm going to go live every day. And she was like, brilliant, cool, let's do it. And so, yeah, I went live Monday to Friday in a group with about 2,000 people, which was probably the scariest thing I'd ever done. (laughs) I'd never been live before. But I think that helped me because I wasn't doing it in front of my community. I wasn't doing it in front of friends and family and my peers. I was doing it in front of a complete new audience who didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I remember doing the first live on the Monday. I think I still have it saved in my phone and it's awful. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's quite funny. 
but as as the week went on and I looked back at my videos and I was like, I'm getting good at this and I'm not sweating as much and I'm quite um, excited to get on live uh-huh. and things like that. So yeah, I would definitely say if you're trying to do something and something is holding you back, go one step ahead and like throw yourself mm-hmm. in the deep end and do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out yeah. of your comfort zone just a little bit and then, yeah, yeah. move forward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice. um for all the female business owners out there who do use instagram since you do specialize on instagram content right yeah um so yeah they use instagram to promote their work what strategy do you advise them i know it's a big topic like it it would be hard to just summarize into one sentence but but maybe yeah the main message here that you would have to share yeah I would say know who you're talking to. Really understand who you're... Com- First of all, understand who's in your community already. Like, forget about your ideal client, but understand who's already in there and, and what can we find, mm-hmm. what information can we find from them. And then getting clear on your ideal client, what are their struggles? Are the people that are in your community, are they the right people? Do we need to, like, change our messaging a little bit? Um, I'm all about that authentic marketing uh, and just being mm-hmm. yourself. So... Some of the techniques and strategies that I teach, you might not hear anywhere else because I'm the type of person that's not going to sit and tell a client, you need to do this. This mm-hmm. is the way to do it. I love experimenting with my clients, trying new things, pushing the boundaries. Um, I mean, I'm the most unconventional person because my lack of consistency signs me more clients. I don't think you've ever heard that in the online space before. But when I'm no. showing up... Wait, can you explain that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so when I show up all the time and I'm showing up and I'm in my stories and I'm posting consistently, that's cool. As soon as I come offline, I don't post for a bit. I'm very kind of scattered. If I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a detox at the minute as well just because I'm not feeling very well. I have an overwhelming influx of like applications and DMs. I don't know how... I think it's my messaging, okay. my marketing and my content. Like it just does the work for me. And I speak to these new people and I'm like, what attracted you to me? And they're like, your, mm-hmm. your marketing and your content. Like it just mm-hmm. they land on my profile. They look at my stuff like my first kind of six to nine posts and then they apply to work with me. Yeah. Like, they find exactly what they need. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I like to teach my client. It's about creating an online presence that is there when you're not. Because Mm -hmm. if you have to constantly show up and sell, then your business disappears when you're not there. So I'm all about teaching how to make the work do itself for you and how to create that online presence and the profile that people land on and go, I want to work with this person. Mm, Finding a system that is authentic and that is not overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Beautiful. Um, what's been your biggest challenge? And you've mentioned some, but maybe maybe there's one particular that's been really yeah. big um, in your business so far. Okay. Trying to fit myself into a box that I didn't belong. Um, I did this in the first six months of my business where I was doing everything the way that I thought I should have been. I wasn't speaking mm-hmm. my mind. I wasn't doing things my way. I was kind of And I think I did an uh, an IGT live on this where I was like, um, my shoes don't fit your feet or something like that. It was kind of like a spin off from Cinderella. 
and the ugly stepsister's trying to squeeze their feet into her shoes. And it's like, yeah. stop doing that, because everyone is trying to do it. There's this one, like, beacon shoe that we all want to squeeze our feet into, and that's not mm-hmm. how business works. And yes, it might work for you, but you'll be really, really unhappy and burnt out when you hit those those levels of success, because you're not doing things the way you want to do them. You're doing them the way that you think you should or that you've watched from the outside. And I think a lot of people experience this in the beginning, especially if they don't get the support that they need. And they're trying to do everything by just watching from the outside and looking in. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I need to do this and I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. And I did that myself. Even when I was working with mm-hmm. somebody, I was like, I need to create things that she's done and do things this way. Um, so my way of teaching and coaching now is completely different and how I run my business is completely on my terms. And like I said, probably a very unconventional way of doing it where I'm not showing up all the time and I'm very inconsistent I love it. sometimes, <laughs> but it works for me. Um, and that's what I'm all about. I'm about finding. And how have you developed that just by trying, failing, trying, failing, and then just along the way, learning what suits you? Yeah, for sure. Finding what suits me and what actually attracts the right people to me. Um, I've done like the live crazy launches where you're showing up and you're sending emails, you're doing masterclasses and it it just didn't feel good for me. And so mm-hmm. I kind of just stopped doing that. Uh, and I sell from a very organic and authentic way. Um, and I, it's just about having a conversation with somebody. And I definitely think my confidence in sales and like approaching people has grown it, as my business has grown as well and it's about finding what works for you and so yeah what works for me might not work for you um Mm -hmm. but I'm all about trying um and seeing yeah and I'm about your business has to come for you first versus like I need to do this strategy or I need to do this work it's like what do you what do you want your day to look like when you get to the end of like that rainbow of that beautiful business that you have, what do you want your day to look like? And then how can Mm -hmm. we start mimicking it now rather than doing crazy amounts of work and burning ourselves out so that eventually maybe one day we'll be able to take Mondays off. It's like, well, let's just take Mondays off now. If that's what you want, let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like finding the right balance between modeling someone that you might take as a role model and, and you're just like, okay, wow, this is what I want. But obviously kind of fine tune it to your own life and what you prefer. And it's hard to find that. I mean, it takes time. Um, and why am I saying this is just to encourage people to do it anyways, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and not being discouraged by, oh my God, I've been doing this for three months. It's just not working. All right, then try something else, but that might work for you, you know. But yeah, don't think it's because you're not worth it or because you don't have something to share uh, that is valuable and that people will want. Yeah, yeah. Um, another topic about that is selling. It's I've realized how, and especially again for women, how it's so hard to sell. <laughs> and um, and it's funny, you know, how people are able to sell stuff that they don't sell themselves, but just by talking about it, you know, like yeah. oh my god, this restaurant is amazing. Um, but then, but then when it comes to their own business, like there's this blockage, and it becomes super hard. Did you go through that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think when I did my first like big launch of something, it it just, I say it failed. It didn't fail. It was a learning experience, but I didn't sell any. It flopped and 
it was very depleting for me um, and very upsetting. But I've definitely, and I think more so this year, have come to terms with detaching from the outcome and not Mm -hmm. being so attached to it and the numbers and the people and all of that stuff. And it's like, like you said at the beginning, I have a message, I have a service, I'm here to support and help people. If it's ready for you and you're ready for it, then that's great. And if not, no worries, no drama. Like there's nothing wrong with that. So I've definitely taken and done a lot of the inner work to detach from that, to tell myself, do you know what? It's okay. Um, Uh And I did used to find, I used to get really stiff and tense when I was trying to sell. And I think people (laughs) could tell that I was like, oh, I just didn't like it. And I felt really awkward. Now it's just a conversation that I have with people and I find it very easy to do it. Um, And I do it very unintentional. Like if I'm on a live and I'll just kind of be like, oh, hey, I reckon this would be great for you. And then somebody sends me a message and they sign up to work with me. It's very organic, very flowy and natural. Whereas before, yeah, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to sell. Once you kind of take off that blanket and say, do you know what? Whether I get one person or 100 people, it doesn't matter. Um, Or whether I get nobody, what can I learn from this and what can I change? But I definitely say the more loose you are and like let it flow it sounds really mm-hmm. kind of like woo woo but it's true the more you <laughs> kind true. of just yeah the more you just feel a little bit more flowy the more it is going to flow to you um rather than being so like rigid and tense and and attached to the outcome yeah yeah totally and another thing i would add is that sometimes just not only because we tend to focus on oh my God, is this the right price? I'm going to make that person waste that money. You know what I mean? And it's not, and that's just a a way of seeing it. But if you change your perception and you realize that you're adding so much value to that person, you know, you're really helping them and you come from a place of integrity and you know it, then you have absolutely no reason to to believe that. And, And you have to realize that, hey, I'm offering something. It's a, it's a kind of suggestion for them. They don't have to take it. If they want to take it, then it's because they're ready to embark on this journey and, and do what they need to do and want to do. But I'm not taking money away from them. They're yeah. actually getting information and, yeah, valuable resources for me. Um, yeah. So that's something that's helped me personally a lot. Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody about it, and they described it as, an invitation to your friend. If you turn around yeah. to your friend and said, hey, do you want to go camping this weekend? And they turn around and said, no. Would you get so upset if you would when somebody maybe says no to a sale? And so that's how you kind of need to think about it. You're yeah. just asking somebody to come and do something with you. Yes, yeah. there's an exchange yeah, yeah, yeah. of money, there's a payment, but that's a bit, that's business. That's how it works. So it just try and think of more, more as like an invitation with somebody rather Yeah, than, make it a bit less dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, we're coming to our last question. Um, what's your vision for, for the future? I mean, in your business, but maybe also um, in the industry in which you work. Um, how do you want to make your business grow? Um, how do you see, yeah, the marketplace evolving right now with, with the kind of work you're doing? Cause it's, it's booming. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for myself as well, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah, with the pandemic, more and more stuff is doing, is done online. So, so how do you see that evolving in general? 
with yeah. your business and in general? Okay. Um, with my business, I'm definitely taking a completely different approach to like business growth. Um, I'm there's just there's exciting things coming my way and things that I'm going to be doing. Um, and like I said before, I'm not trying to squeeze myself into that box. I really want to do things completely different. So there is something new coming out for me that I am going to give a go um, and see how that goes. But in terms of the vision and the future of, of the online space, and I, I see this a lot because I recently did a bit of a call of people that I was following and it was a lot of new service providers and coaches and people who are doing this work. And they started and they like, hey, I'm a new this and I'm doing this. And it all started during the pandemic. And then they've been mm-hmm. so quiet and they've, they've not been um, posting or showing up since maybe August of 2020. And it breaks mm-hmm. my heart because all these people who were going through the pandemic maybe had to leave school because they closed down or, or got let go from their jobs. And they were like, right, I'm going to give this a go. Mm-hmm. They gave up too soon they, they never gave it a chance to work for them and that breaks my heart and so I do see the world shifting completely into like an online space um, I think my mum broke the news to me yesterday that Topshop is no longer going to be a shop on the high street which is no way yeah so it's, it's wow. going to be a shop it's all being like I think ASOS have bought it all and so everything is going to be right. run through ASOS or ASOS how you call it and um so yeah, it, it's a weird time, I think, to be living in. But I'm very glad that I took that leap of faith like a year or two mm-hmm. before to be where I am now because I can't even mm-hmm. imagine trying to set up a business. Um, and I, I was thankful that obviously I had a job at the time. I had a part-time job where I was able to get support where I needed it and, and outsource things where I could. Um, but yeah. I think the online space is a magical place and I think more people need to be exposed to it and see the the potential and the possibilities that it has. Um, but it's very hard. It's like trying to convince somebody that fairies exist when, when they aren't in this online space because they just don't understand it. So, um, yeah, I see great things coming from it. And I think we're giving social media more of a better rep than what it used to have maybe a few years ago Mm -hmm. um, absolutely for how how bad it kind of got with like bullying and cyber attacks and things like that and it's like it's showing the world that hey social media and like the internet has been uses yeah can be deeper than that yeah Yeah. than just superficiality and and perfect bodies everywhere yeah no definitely no that's so interesting I agree like that thing with social media I I realized that when I started myself my my coaching uh social media Instagram account how different my feed is you know from my personal one and it's just so refreshing to see um things just tips mental health you know topics things like that just things that are there to help you um where people are showing themselves way more authentic like yeah like you do you know when I saw your profile I was like wow this is great I love that you know and this is why I wanted to interview you but and you see more and more of that so I agree that's uh, definitely hopeful for the future of social media and especially of, yeah, the next generation, you know, sometimes I'm really worried about that. I'm worried about having children because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, going back to that, the marketplace itself and just that online world. And um, I, I think I totally agree with you. I think there's a big future there. Uh, I've seen that a lot as well, that more and more people are embarking on, you know, that business journey and just yeah. trying out something and being independent and just being an entrepreneur. Um, but you're absolutely right as well. Most of the time there is this fear or lack of self-confidence or something that just doesn't let them go through that hard time and yeah. and and continue and, and keep pushing and they just go back to their old lives. And and it's so sad. And And that doesn't just happen... Online, it also happens in, in yeah. the real world. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. No um, and, and yeah, I really, I really had a great time. Uh, I hope we can do that again sometime. And, yeah. uh, and, and thank you for your honesty, your authenticity, uh, the tips you shared with us. <laughs> thank you. I am going to put this on my podcast and on my IGTV. So if you want to, I, I will, I will tag you so you can uh, share it with your community as well. Amazing. And, uh, thank you. And I hope you have a great evening. <laughs> yes. And you have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Take care.